This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Every Monday, I give one of you, Top Tribe, a hundred bucks to invest in your idea to get it to the top. To enter for your chance to win, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Top Tribe, this is episode 341, coming up bright and early tomorrow morning. You'll hear from Steve Olsher, and he breaks down how to write a best-selling book. Top Tribe, good morning. Our guest today is Austin-based Cody McLean. He's the founder and CEO of Support Ninja. After starting his first business at 15 years old, he created and sold four more companies in just under a decade. Over that time frame, he has been helped thousands of customers in more than 100 countries worldwide. He's been featured in Forbes, Mashable, Entrepreneur, and others for his achievements and diverse skill set. Cody, are you ready to take us to the top? I certainly am. 15. Most people are like, they're getting their first boyfriend or girlfriend then, like playing on the park. You're launching businesses. What's up with that? Uh, it was always something that, that I gravitated to. Um, it wasn't even my idea when I, when I first started it. Uh, but when I, I found this idea of starting this hosting company and I just kind of took off on it. I mean, there was just something about it that I got addicted to that instead of all the other things that I guess you're typically looking at at that age. How'd you get into it? I mean, was it someone else's hosting company and you got your way in or you bought someone else or what? Uh, no, actually, it was just me and a friend, and we were trying to figure out how to get money to buy this new Xbox that came out. And then uh, he came up with this brilliant idea to start a hosting company. He looked at HostGator, and he saw that you can sign up for a reseller account for like 25 bucks a month. And I guess we both kind of had this idea that, oh, we can get like super rich, and this is going to be like super easy to just run a hosting company. And after about a week, our partnership fell apart. But then there's some part of that, that, that process that I was just like, wow, I actually feel like I found something. And so he kind of dropped out but I continue to just work on it week after week and it just eventually turned into a business and I don't even know when it turned into one but it, to me it felt like just kind of a hobby like a like a passion you so know? when did you move from reselling HostGator's product to actually building your own hosting company uh, it, it was it's something that occurred over several years. I was just continuing to build up that company. Uh, the, the biggest shift was, say, I think I had maybe 30, 40 clients at some point, and then I had to jump to a dedicated server, and that yeah. was a big change for me as I then had to go figuring out how to manage a server and everything. Uh, and that business, it just continued to grow over two, two and a half three years until I combined with another partner and we, we branched out even further. So this is when you were 15, 16, 17, 18 before you could bring on the partner, right? I, yeah, I believe I was 16 and a half or 17 when I decided to merge companies with another business partner. And then we, we grew that one exponentially as well. And how much in sales had you done since the start date to before you, right before you merged, just total sales? Uh, I'd like to say maybe 100, 100, 150,000. All right. So you're rolling pretty for early teens, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. So tell me why you decided to merge the business. It was, it was somebody that I was working with for a while and he had a lot of business experience and background and legal and taxes and all these things. And so then we decided to just emerge and I would handle the whole marketing and the business and the branding and it seemed like a perfect match. Uh, so then I moved up to Vancouver. I was living in Cincinnati at the time and then we- He we was up there or she was up there? Uh, yeah, he was up in Vancouver. Okay. 
Okay, got and, it. And yeah, we started that and uh, it grew. Uh, there was a- What was that issue. transaction like though? What, what I mean, was it like, how, how do you have an equity conversation? Who gets what revenue? What was that like? We just really split it 50-50. There really wasn't a conversation about that. And and I've certainly, uh, I certainly wouldn't recommend doing 50-50, but that was just what we, what we had at the time. And we both trusted each other and, and it, it worked out to, to the extent that it did. Okay. So what extent did it work out to? What happened? Uh, well, I actually have a book coming out as well later this year that details this whole process because when I first started my, my business really about my story is, uh, partly when I was starting that first business, I, I ended up in foster care as well. Um, both my parents died when I was young, so I really had no backup plan. And that was kind of this extra emphasis to make my business successful. When I moved up to Vancouver and I partnered with this guy, uh, we ended up finding this guy who was running a penny stock company and he wanted to buy us and he would, he said that he was going to find us investors and everything. Long story short, he ended up screwing us over and there was a lot of legal battles and everything else like like that. And that was over a period of a year. And it was, it was most incredibly painful because I was running this business, not knowing every day if I'm going to wake up and whether it's going to be still, still be mine or not. And after that, after about a year of litigation, we And how old were you Cody? Just so people can follow the story. Uh, 19. Okay. And, and so after that, we just ended up to give, give him the company. He made me CEO after he had bought it. But during the whole litigation process, he went to great lengths, damaged the reputation of the company in order to kind of bend over backwards and just give it to him. And so by the time he took over the company, it was massively in debt. It was having how much in debt. It it wasn't, it wasn't much, uh, but the problem was the profit margin was, was nil. It was in the red. And after he bought it, he didn't realize that he would be having to actually end up using his own money to pay 30, $40,000 of server bills that the business could not afford to pay. So real quick, what was driving net profit negative? Was it the debt coverage kind of expense or was it just server cost or you weren't charging enough to get top line or what? It was a loss of reputation that we had as a result of his litigation. So he uh, lost he was, customers, uh, basically. Well, no, he didn't buy the customers, but he ended up screwing the reputation. Uh, like in one case, he got a temporary injunction because we actually found out that a server administrator was colluding with him. And so even all of our, all, all of our emails between our, us and our lawyers was being sent to him. So he was always a step ahead of us. And uh, he was going, he made a behind scenes deal to give him like equity and make him a CEO, which never actually happened. Uh, but then he he got this temporary injunction. When we figured that out, that our admin was colluding with him, that we shut him all, all, all of access to the servers. And so then he went to a court and said, hey, look, they're damaging the company because I don't have equal access. And uh, it wasn't true, but he went to our server provider at the time, who which was actually SoftLayer. And at the time, SoftLayer only had like one person in, in their legal department and she freaked out. And so what they ended up doing was shutting down all of our servers. And we had close to 100 servers with thousands of customers. How much revenue were you doing at this point? uh, It was a little over half a million. Per month? Uh, No, it was per year. Per year. Okay, got it. Wow. Okay, fascinating. This seems seems like a lot of work for a company that is doing less than a million dollars per year. This guy really wanted the business for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, Okay, so, okay, uh, wrap that part of the story up. What happened? How'd you get out of that? 
Uh, well, eventually, uh, after we just decided to give him the company and uh, he repaid legal fees and other things of that sort, uh, he made me CEO for a few months, but it was really beyond repairable at that point. And then he was threatening again to sue me and all these other things. So I just said, you know what, I quit. Uh, and at that point, I had less than $70,000 in my bank account and I really didn't know where to start. You were 19 I, at this point or 20? Yeah, 19, 20 around there. Okay. And I, I didn't know what I was going to do. And so I moved down to Seattle and and then I was trying to figure out, well, I might be able to apply for another job. And so I tried applying, applying for a web design job, but I didn't get it. And it just made me kind of sit back and realize like, wait a sec, I'm not really skilled at any particular area. Like I know a little bit of marketing, a little bit of SEO, a little bit of design, but I'm not great at any one thing. And so I thought, well, the only thing I can do again is just start another business. And that led me to start my next company, Pacific Coast. And I was able to grow that over the next two, three, four years. So you didn't have a non-compete then with the company just left? Uh, yeah, there was basically, I was able to get that out of there. So okay, it, it wasn't really an issue. And I was able to grow the company to become even more successful than the last company. And that led to other more successes uh, and, and lots of fun stuff. So that company, the Pacific Hosting Company that you'd founded, uh, were you a sole founder? Yes. Okay. And uh, did you raise any capital or just use some of your 70 grand you had saved to start it? Uh, I just used what I had. And in fact, it was really interesting that I was actually able to start making money within three months after I started it. Oh, that's fascinating. That's So So you just you signed up your first uh, paying customer and boom, you were in? Uh, it wasn't the first paying customer, but I put a lot of heart and effort into that company. It was it was pure it was pure effort. Uh, you know, workaholic, twelve plus hours a day. That's all I was doing. I was just grinding it out, trying to get new customers, and ended up working out. That's great. And what did um, so that this is we are about twenty at this point. How much money had you put into the business before you started making a profit on it? Uh, maybe 20,000, 20, okay. I think. So yeah. pretty substantial risk. Call it, you know, call it 30% of your total net worth of the time. Yeah. Awesome. So no, co- did you go to college? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. Smart decision, right? Me either. I don't know why the hell I spent even a year there, but <laughs> another story <laughs> for another day. Um, okay, cool. So Pacific Coasting, um, you built that for how many years? Uh, I'd say three or four years. Okay. And so you're now 23, 24. What happens to the business? How big did you grow it to in terms of uh, annual revenue? It was, I'd like to say around six fifty seven hundred thousand. Okay, and annual revenue, and and I think you sold it, right? Yes, uh, sold it to a company called Lunar Pages, uh, and they're in Orange County. And how does a company like a hosting company get valued? Is it on top line revenue? Is it on EBITDA? It's it's mostly just based on the one year projection from the from the time of the sale. Uh, it's on top line uh, or bottom uh, line? Uh, revenue. Uh, revenue. Okay, great. So like, you know, if you're doing, I'm going to make this up. If you're doing 700 K per year, that means you're cranking somewhere around 75 or 80 grand per month in revenue. You take that multiplied by 12. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Got it. Um, and interesting. So what are, what, just out of curiosity, what are margins like in that business? What are gross margins like? And what are net margins like? Uh, really the hosting industry, it's, it's actually very difficult to have good margins. Uh, my margins were going to be on the lower end because what I ended up doing is actually leasing servers. So when you, when you're starting a hosting company, you end up, uh, it, the, the easier route is to lease servers instead of own the servers. Keep your costs um, low. 
yeah, you keep your initial costs low, but it makes your your expenses significantly higher in the long run. And since I didn't have the capital go and buy a couple thousand dollars worth of servers, and then also having to figure out which data center am I going to put it at, and which which can I can I have a, a guy that's going to be around 24 hours a day, seven days a week to respond to any server issues, yep. and that would affect your reputation. So I decided to just lease everything out. And so on uh, the benefit of that though is that when you decide to sell the company, it it, it essentially creates the, the only assets in the company is going to be the client database. And so uh, the new provider, they just had all their own servers. So it's actually preferable when you end up selling it to just not have any of physical assets. And uh, how many customers did you grown it to? I'd like to say uh, five. It was always between five and 10,000. Okay. And you were, give us an update on age. You were about 24 this time, 25? Yes. uh, Yeah, 24. 24. Okay. And so um, sale price, somewhere around a million? Uh, yes, it was a little under a million. Okay, great. And so what did you do after that? Uh, well, actually, before I, I sold that company, I also started another com- company called supportmonk.com. It, it, when I was having to grow Pacific Coast, especially for the first few months, I did all the support myself. But eventually, you have to start outsourcing some of the responsibilities. And one of that was actually customer support. And I, I, I partnered up with a guy in India, and he was, we had, I was basically growing his business, and I was growing Pacific Coast at the same time. So we ended up partnering together and establishing a 50 50 stake, and what actually became a outsourcing business. So we were actually providing outsourcing services to other web hosting companies in the industry. And when I sold Pacific Coast, I sold my equity stake in that. And that actually just let me, after that whole period, I kind of took a year off trying to figure out what my interests are, trying to explore myself on a personal level, uh, became a pilot, uh, traveled the world and, and took and became a photographer and other things of that nature. And then after that, I was trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do next? And the thing is, I always wanted to, to be a startup, to work with startups. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to have that level of risk involved in trying to like create some new crazy idea. And I've got a, a list of crazy ideas, but uh, I'm actually very risk averse. Uh, and I think there's a there's a stereotypical thing that entrepreneurs are very uh, risk savvy, which is not always the case. And I found this opportunity in, in a market to actually serve startups and just taking the existing experience that I was able to build up over the years. And so I saw that there's a there's something called BPO, business process outsourcing, and it's been around for decades and it mostly services, very high-end corporations. And so I saw a need in the market to actually service these smaller-end startups, whether you're a small startup or even a multi-million dollar startup. There's nobody specifically offering outsourcing services to these types of startups. And so then that's when I had the idea to found Support Ninja. And then uh, that was a little over a year ago. And here we are today. That's awesome. And so give us a sense. I always love asking this question. Do you remember what first year revenue was at Support Ninja? Uh, so it's actually just a little over a year old. Uh, okay. We started actually at the, the South by Southwest and last year. Um, now that we're about uh, 14 months into it, uh, we've actually surpassed a million dollars in annual contracts. And we're able to actually work with some of the biggest tech companies out there, which is absolutely amazing. We've been experiencing the 30% growth every single month. Uh, so from our level of growth and everything else that we've been able to do, as well as the fact that I haven't had to take any outside capital and been able to retain all my equity. Um, so you have 100% fantastic. of the cap table? Yes. That's great. And so um, it, it sounds like you're currently at a run rate of about 88 grand per month. That would put you at a million in annual contracts. Is that accurate? Yes. And so does that mean last year, or I guess you're we're two or three months into the new year in 2016, I'm going to guess 2015 revenue is somewhere around half a million-ish, if you're um, growing at 30%. I what 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 that growth rate has been has been kind of leveling off from uh, it, it was actually quite 
quite quicker. Uh, I at wouldn't the say that we were even at a half a million in oh, January. Wow. Okay. So uh, 30% is kind of an average uh, growth rate. Okay. So what was, uh, for, for, for folks that are our age that are listening in right now going, oh, is my startup doing good or bad in its first year? Uh, can you give them some, I mean, do, do you know what just total first year revenue was 2015? Uh, it wasn't even a half a million. Okay, so less than half a million. And then the, uh, tell us about the business model. So is this a, it sounds like it's a SaaS business. Well, I like to actually refer to it. It's actually not. It's, it's not a software product. It's actually a service. The, the, the biggest barrier to entry uh, was at first figuring out the actual market, trying to figure out exactly how is how what is this that we're actually selling? Because we honestly didn't even know what we were selling in the first few months. And then uh, trying to figure out how to enter the market and trying to convince other startups to actually work with us. I actually like to refer to it as OAAS, uh, which is a term I coined called outsourcing as a service, which is, it's already a service, but uh, just trying to be in that, that whole niche crowd. Uh, but it, what I refer to it as is, is scalable, repeatable processes that need to be outsourced to a human. And in our case, our barrier to entry was actually figuring out how to register a, a corporation in the Philippines, which is the place that we decided to go to and establish our own office over there. And so we've been able to establish uh, departments, uh, people, hierarchy, structure, et cetera, over there. And then they were providing services to startups here based in the U.S. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Do you measure in terms of unit economics kind of like a SaaS business? In other words, are you looking at ARPU? LTV, things like that? Uh, yes. Uh, and and our, our profit margins are actually really, really good compared to what I was making in the hosting industry since there's no physical uh, recurring leasing assets or anything like that. So what, what is your profit? What is a good profit margin? Uh, I like to say 40%. Okay. And that's gro- gross or net? Uh Net. Net. Okay, got it. Um, and how many, so this is just 14 months old. Um, hold on. I, actually, I have a gap in the story. Y- you had a support company under a different name. Did that company just rebrand a support ninja or did you actually start a whole new business? Yeah, this is a whole new business. Uh, the, the other business is called supportmonk.com. And so that's still up and live and running. Who's running Although that? My, my involvement in that is is no no longer though. Who, who's running that? Uh, my my previous co-founder that I had with that, uh, his name is James, and so he's over in India and he's he's still running that operation. Oh, great! And so, uh, does he own the majority of the equity, or are you guys kind of split fifty fifty? Uh, no, I, I sold my equity to him oh, uh, directly after the sale of Pacific Coast. Got it. Very cool. Okay, so um, so again, sold the business, you sold Pacific Coast, sold your interest in that in that company. So you've got some some cash you're sitting on. You take a some time to kind of find yourself, travel, become a pilot. You launched Support Ninja about fourteen months ago. Go. You've now crossed here in what is it? January, March, April, May, uh, May 2016. You're, you've passed a million dollar uh, annual run rate. What's your ultimate kind of goal? Goal for the business? Well, I'd like to see us up and and obviously have a, a multi million dollar business uh, in the next year and and trying to service uh, even larger numbers of startups. You know, the startup world right now is is so immense; it's it's growing very fast. And so to even get our name out there and then to try and build up our, our margins, trying to build up our office, I'd eventually like to expand into South America so they can provide Spanish and bilingual other other types of services. Uh, and then also even using Support Ninja as kind of a launch pad. I have other ideas and other things I'd like to launch. And I'm a very systematic, very process type of guy. And so I've got other business ideas that I plan on using the resources from Support Ninja to actually go and launch those other business models. And we'll see where that takes me as and well. Are you- you coding or would you say no you're just more organization and growth uh yeah more organization more business development smart okay and uh give us a sense of company size how many customers do you have working with you right now 
Uh, right now it's under 10. Okay, great. So uh, these are you're working with really enterprise clients then. Yes, yes. Yeah. That that was uh, where we decided to go. I think there's there's a lot of outsourcing companies uh, that are on the very low end or the very high end, and so uh, we're trying to go for the very high end as we see that's really where all the all the money is for the most part. Yeah. So what would you what's like what's average contract value for for one of your clients then? Uh, that would be between a hundred thousand and four hundred thousand annually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Great. Um, let's go uh, real quick. I don't think you said this. Uh, what's your team size currently? Uh, our, our team size in the Philippines, we have a little over a hundred uh, agents. Our team size here in the U.S., there everybody's working remotely right now. We have about five. Okay. And the the folks in the Philippines are they full time or is it contractual based off input? No, it's all it's all full time. They're all employees. So over, so you have a, a 105 employees, something like that. Yes. Okay, great. Well, hey, uh, Cody, people are going to want to follow your story. They're going to be interested in the book. Actually, my gut tells me um, I'm doing live interviews with many people like Tucker Max on my YouTube channel. You know, the, the episodes that do very, very well here. Yes. My gut tells me this one's going to do well. People are going to want to know more because my audience is typically my age and you're my age, right? You're 25, 26? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. But if people want to follow you personally online, where can they do that? Uh, they can check out my website at, at just CodyMcLean.com or even follow my Twitter at, at, at CodyMcLean. The greatest business show on earth is coming to Austin, Texas, October 6th this year, featuring Webinar Wars, where two people that you know very well will launch their own products live on stage, giving a webinar live to their audience. You'll get to watch what they do and see who sells the most. The winner will get a massive prize from me that will go directly to their charity. Get your tickets now at NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin Live. That's NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin Live. And if you're skeptical, just look at the speakers we have. Go to the link, look at the speakers, and you decide for yourself. NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin Live. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can see... Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. All right, Top Tribe, there you have it. You can follow me. We'll link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 341. Again, forward slash the top 341. All right, Cody, we're about to wrap up. I love this part of the show. Do you know what time it is? Uh, time, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, oh crap, no, pre- <laughs> no pressure. It's time for the famous five. Are you ready? Okay, <laughs> Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, I love uh, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. I've never heard of that. Okay, roller coaster, great. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Yes, uh, Ben Casanocha. Uh, what does he do? Uh, well, he he's uh, he wrote a, his first book called My Startup Life. Uh, he started his first business when he was a teenager, and so it's a it's an awesome story that he goes out and just talks about uh, being an entrepreneur and inspiring others. I love that. Number three, what is your favorite online tool? Like maybe HostGator. 
Uh, so I would actually like to say uh, it's something that nobody else has probably heard of. It's called Dropler. It's droplr.com. And it's a fantastic, awesome tool that we use with Slack and everything else. Like we can take screenshots, annotate, do video recordings, send private encrypted notes, et cetera. It's an awesome, awesome little application. Interesting. Okay. Last, uh, or sorry, next question. You're 26. Are, are you, what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? Uh, I'm, I'm single. Yeah. Single, man. That's the way to do it. Single <laughs> and no responsibility except the business, right? Uh, that's right. <laughs> All right, Cody. So uh, here's my question. Yes or no, as you're building this bad boy, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Yes, I do. That's great. Okay, and last question. Take us back six years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I would say that it, it, it's not always about making money, uh, that, that you need to kind of stop and smell the roses every now and then, some, celebrate the small victories, and uh, look at exploring and creating other relationships and connections with other humans. Uh, because I think, you know, you're so 20 and, and you're just so purely focused on making money, and that's exactly how I was. So I wish I could have gave myself some time to be more present. Cody, do you discuss in the book if you believe uh, or what portion of your success you you look back and kind of analyze if you being a foster child was related to that? Do you do you go into that in the book? I, I, don't, I don't know that I do. I think I leave that up to the interpretation of the reader. Interesting. Um, interesting. Well, hey, when the book's ready to go, um, I'd love to do potential. I think this interview is going to do very, very well. We'll see what everybody says. They're listening right now. So if a lot of activity happens, uh, we'll have you back on for a longer interview. We'll talk more about the book. Okay, sounds great. All right, well, guys, you heard it here from Cody. You just met him again. Launched his first business at 15, had a lot of success, ultimately got out of it, learned some business lessons, launched and sold his next company, Pacific Hosting, for almost a million bucks, and now is founding, uh, was the CEO and founder of Support Ninja, which he's building currently over 105 employees, well over a million-dollar annual run rate. Cody, thank you for taking us to the top. Yeah, thank you, man. If you guys enjoyed Cody today, go back and listen to Max Corsi yesterday, who shares how TigerProp eliminates real estate broker's fees and how he did 800K in 2015. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Folks, the greatest business show on earth is coming to Austin, Texas on October 6th, featuring a Grammy performer over cocktails at the end. You know him or her very well. They've won so many awards, they're going to blow us away. If you're skeptical, go to the event site, nathanladka.com forward slash Austin Live. Look at the speakers and you'll find yourself asking yourself in your brain, how can I miss this? It's going to feature two, two capuchin monkeys that can sell, billionaires back battling live, startups launching live on stage and raising capital. It's going to be unbelievable. Get your tickets now at nathanlatka.com forward slash Austin live. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday.